Not all bad news out of the Indianapolis Colts yesterday. We found out that Kenny Moore is sitting out OTAs. He's there, but he's sitting, and these are optional. We'll talk about it. Minicamp, a different issue. Not optional. Mandatory fine schedule if he misses minicamp. Frank Reich spoke to the media yesterday, talked about Matt Ryan. Good news vis-a-vis uh, -vis Matt Ryan and how he's delivering the football. Michael Pittman Jr. spoke to the media as well, said he is really, really accurate. You just catch a ball, turn, and run. Nice. Yak is determined by the placement of the football for the receiver. On time, on target, Yak. Not on time, not on target, no Yak. That's how Yak works, yards after, after the catch. Uh, Mike Woodson spoke at Huber's Winery last night down in, uh, is it Borden or is it Starlight? I'm not really sure. I always thought it was Starlight. It's listed as Borden. I don't know. I guess it really doesn't matter. But he wants U of L and UK back on the schedule. Mike Woodson and Kenny Payne have known each other a long time. Getting U of L back on the schedule going to be much easier than getting UK back on the schedule. John Calipari does not want to come back to Bloomington ever does not want to play at Assembly Hall ever again under any circumstance. He wants to play neutral site games against Indiana. Indiana, pretty intractable. They want games on campus, as it should be. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about what a local network should be as it covers sports, whether it's Valley Sports Indiana or whether it's the Marquee Network. How should these things operate? We talked about how they shouldn't. In terms of marquee yesterday, we'll talk about how they should today. The Indianapolis 500, should the blackout, the local, live local TV blackout, I swear to God, people who don't live here cannot believe that a place could be so myopic they would exercise a live local blackout for local fans because what does TV do? It promotes ticket sales. We'll talk about that in the weather on Sunday is going to be spectacular for the 106th running of the Indianapolis 500-mile race. This is Breakfast with Kent for Thursday, May 26, 2022. Brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Wonderful. Got word from Johnson's Plumbing yesterday. They went and did some work for a uh, Breakfast with Kent viewer, listener, and they said they were the nicest people ever. And, and that just makes me happy makes me happy to put quality clients together with a quality company. That's just really, really good. Uh, makes me feel good. 765-610-8809. That's the number. Smash the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. Yes, Gerald, the blackout is ridiculous. Kenny Moore is sitting out OTAs. If he sits out the mandatory minicamp June 7th through the 9th, Here's what happens. There's a fine schedule attached. If you miss the first day, that's $14,000, 700-ish, you know, 14,700. All right. Second day, 29,500. Third day, 44,300. Total, $88,650. Can you make a legitimate case with your employer that you care so much about money that you're willing to forego money? Does that make any sense? Is that illogical? kind of a, a, a form of protest. I want more money, so I'm going to pay an enormous fine so I may get more money or I may not get more money. It makes no sense. Uh, Kenny Moore, Pro Bowl slot corner, 
was paid with the extension that he signed in 2019 as the highest paid slot corner in the NFL. I, you sign your name to a contract, the contract's got to mean something, and your signature's got to mean something, or you reveal yourself a liar. I don't think Kenny Moore is a liar. He's got great respect within that locker room. People in the community respect Kenny Moore and should respect Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore wants to make more money. He's going to be 29 when this contract expires after the 2023 season. Still going to have a long stretch of road in front of him to make money. This contract worth 33 plus million dollars. He wanted job security, signed the long-term deal. The way these things work, this was a four-year extension. You're going to get overpaid the first two years. You're likely going to get underpaid the last two. That's the way it works. Should have known that going in. He's got a new agent. What are you going to do? Colts, they need Kenny Moore, but how badly do you need him? Do you need him so badly that you encourage others to sit mandatory minicamp, perhaps, but sit OTAs? and sit out perhaps part of training camp, hold out in order to get a new deal? I don't think the Colts want to open up that Pandora's box. Uh, Frank Reich, he spoke to the media yesterday, and he said that Matt Ryan is insane accurate. And that's a good thing. When you're really, really accurate, what you do is make life much, much easier for the receivers. We saw it over the course of the last two years. With Phillip Rivers, guys were catching the ball and running with it, and that's why... Philip Rivers' yards per attempt was 7.7. Carson Wentz, not quite as accurate, not on time. As a result, the yards per attempt receded to 6.9. Frank Reich wants it at 7.7. At 7.7, you go 11 and 5 like the Colts did in 2020. At 6.9, you know what? You're about a 500 team if your defense can play football, and the Colts defense did play football last year. Um, and he also said, and this is kind of interesting, he said he was talking to Matt Conti, who is the uh, media relations czar for the Colts, and he said, you know, if I were a fantasy football uh, team owner, I would draft Naeem Hines. That's how much he's going to be featured this year by the Colts in that offense. And he's going to have to be, because you don't know what you're going to get out of Alec Pierce. You don't know what you're going to get out of Johnny Woods. You don't know how long Paris Campbell's going to be able to play healthy. So you better be able to rely on somebody. Michael Pittman Jr., Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines. Those are the three. That's the three-headed monster for the Indianapolis Colts offensively this coming season. Good for the Colts. They continue to work out, and I like it. You know, Kenny Moore, it, it, here's a couple of things really important to know about Kenny Moore. Number one, like I said, really, really well-respected within that locker room. A guy who does great work in the community. All right, plus, these are optional. The CBA and it negotiated between the NFL Players Association and the NFL earmarks these workouts as optional. Minicamp, a different deal. Kenny Moore is there. He's just not participating. So he's a part of the process, a part of the team. He's not sitting at home. He's not down in Cancun luxuriating. He is, he is in attendance as a teammate of those participating. He is not participating himself. Uh, we'll see what happens with minicamp, but 
I'm not going to get all bent out of shape over this. I kind of did a little bit yesterday. I got to walk that back just about a half step. Uh, at Huber's Winery last night, Mike Woodson, you, you got to go down to Huber's if you're the head basketball coach at Indiana, and you got to talk to the people of, Cent of Southern Indiana. You just got to do it. Mike Woodson did last night. He said that he wants Louisville back on the schedule. He wants Kentucky back on the schedule. Play some home and homes. Good. Don't knuckle under to Calipari's demand for a neutral site game. Don't do it, Mike. Don't do it, Scott Dolson. Come to Assembly Hall. They, college basketball is for college basketball players and college students to go watch college basketball. It's a part of the fabric of being on that campus at Indiana or any university. So have the games on the campus. Don't play Kentucky at Madison Square Garden. Don't play them in Chicago. Don't play them at Freedom Hall in Louisville or the Yum Center in Louisville. Play them at Assembly Hall, Rupp Arena. Play, them at Young, uh, play Louisville at the Yum Center and Assembly Hall. Do that. Make it more fun for college students to watch their teams and easier to watch their teams by doing it in the place where they are already at. Pretty damn simple. Um, Mike Woodson also, a big fan of Trace Jackson Davis, working on shooting, and, and he should, and so should the rest of the team. He was asked about three-point shooters, said all of them should get better. Well, that'd be nice. What are you going to say if you're the coach? Well, I really don't think that Trey Galloway's got much of a chance to get better as a three-point shooter because, let's face it, the structure of his shot and his hand-eye coordination is kind of corrupted, and, you know, he's just not very good at it. He does some things well, but that is not one of them. No coach talks like that about a player, so he's talking about Galloway and and, and Geronimo and the guy, Bates, the guys coming in like Caleb Banks or... Uh, Jalen Hood Shafino coming in and uh, you know lighting it up from three. Hopefully they're able to. The Miami Heat were not able to do it last night, so they got their asses beat by the Celtics. Celtics one win away from their first NBA Finals since 2010. That'd be great for Brad Stevens. We love Brad Stevens around here, and a uh, hardworking guy and a great dude and a smart guy and has his priorities in order. Good for Brad Stevens. Let's hope that the Celtics can lock this down and get that one more win. Like I said, they got it last night because get this, the Heat hit seven of 45 last night from beyond the arc. Seven of 45, that's like 15%, 15%. That's unbelievably bad. Are they blind? Were they blindfolded? Did they wear those googly-eyed glasses so you, you can't kind of make things out and you're just, you're hoping for the best? What, what were they doing? How could you be a professional basketball team filled with guys being paid millions and millions of dollars to do really two things? They are paid to defend on one end and on the other end, hit threes. And you hit seven of 45. That is ridiculous. Uh, so anyway, a couple of nights where we're, we're going to get game six of that series. Hopefully the Celtics get it done. You got the Mavericks and the Warriors tonight. Warriors trying to seal it. Mavericks trying to extend it. Mavericks down in that series 3-1. We always root for the Mavericks. Again, it's an Indiana University connection with, uh, with Mark Cuban 
as an IU grad, and I like Jalen Brunson a lot. Wanted the, I've gone over this many, many times, but wanted Jalen Brunson to be drafted by the Pacers. He wasn't, that's the way it goes. Uh, Sunday weather for the Indianapolis 500. Did you know the Indianapolis 500 is going to be attended by more than 300,000 people? That means that one out of every thousand people in this country, one in every thousand will be in attendance at 16th and Georgetown watching uh, the world's greatest spectacle, uh, the greatest spectacle in racing. Unbelievable. That is a lot of people. Until you've gone to one and you've seen the sheer volume of people, you, you just can't fathom it. Like at Wrigley Field when it's full, that's about 40,000 people. At the Indianapolis Motor Speedway when it's full, it's 10 times that many people. It is ridiculous to look out over a grandstand and see that many people standing and watching the first lap of the Indy 500. I, hopefully they, they don't black it out locally because all you got to be is just a little bit of clever in order to get the race broadcast locally. And, and so that's all it is. You, you just got to be able to stream it. And so what this penalizes, the live local blackout, the elderly, the infirmed, who don't know enough technically to be able to, you know, stream a race instead of put it on, you know, WTHR Channel 13 with an over-the-air antenna. Come on. You know, don't penalize the elderly. Don't penalize the infirmed. And don't, don't penalize yourselves because ticket sales are enhanced, <clears throat> not suppressed by a TV blackout. That's why nobody blacks out nothing anymore. Goodness sake, how do I continue to have to explain this to people over and over again? Um, how should a local network operate, a sports network? Here's how you should do it. How Marquis doesn't do it. Do everything the opposite of what Marquis does, and you can't run far afield. But here's how it should work. You need honesty. If a team sucks, you say it sucks. Everybody knows you're not, there's not a fan of the Chicago Cubs, and there wasn't a fan this year of the Indiana Pacers watching games who didn't understand that the team sucked. They, it, it didn't escape them. It doesn't escape them with the Cubs. That, you know what, an 18 and 25 record sucks. That's not good. This team sucks. Chris Bryant gone. Kyle Schwarber gone. Anthony Rizzo gone. All these guys gone. Javi Baez, gone. We, John Lester, we know this team sucks. Don't insult our intelligence by trying to tell us that, boy, oh boy, brighter, brighter days are ahead. Tom Ricketts tried this back in like 2013 or 14 when he said the Cubs, he thought the Cubs were a playoff team. What are you, out of your mind? In 15, yes. 14, no. Harry Carey was the blueprint for broadcasters for local teams. They suck. George Orta with the White Sox drops a pop-up that kind of signals he lost it in the sun. Harry says, George Orta says, he lost it in the sun. He's from Mexico. All they got down there is sun. That's how broadcasters need to operate, for God's sake. You need to be entertaining. You should be passionate. 
always. And there should be a Chinese wall between the business office and the media office, media production. There, there shouldn't, you, you shouldn't, Crane Kenny should not be allowed to call anybody at Marquee and say, hey, uh, we got to pull the plug on this show because these people are ripping our product. If your product, deser product deserves to be ripped, then rip it. And you should. And if you're not going to, that, that doesn't enhance your product. Uh, let's celebrate some birthdays on this beautiful Thursday. Beautiful. It's not really beautiful. But you know what? We're on the right side of the dirt, so hell yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, Mac Petty, happy birthday, Chad Morris. Amy Hopper Levin, who gave everybody in kindergarten poison ivy or tried to. Uh, Scott Snyder, happy birthday. Phil Thralls, Kelly Jack Kelly, Jim Denny, happy birthday. Sean Balint, the great Brittany Deal, celebrating a birthday today. Brittany Rudich, happy birthday. Donald Kelly and Derek Keller, happy birthday. <clears throat> if today's your birthday, celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That's best done with an honest and uh, specific compliment. Just be good to each other. Listen to each other. Do more listening than talking. Everybody says it. Very few people do it. We'll talk to you later today. They don't. I know best. Ah! Yeah, okay. All right, you know best. How about listen and learn something? Uh, we'll talk to you later today. I cannot wait to do that. Inside Indiana Sports Now, let's go. Have a great day.